Here we go. Browns week one win. Ladies and gentlemen, your Cleveland Browns are one and oh. They are still the Bengals daddy. They are still Joe Burrow's daddy. What a way to kick off the season. 24 to three. The Browns win at home, the home opener, the season opener against the Cincinnati Bengals. 1-0 to start the season, 1-0 in the division. What a way to kick things off. Hey, everybody, I'm Dan. Going solo tonight. Steve is in Africa, of all places. And uh, we're going to celebrate. I don't know how long this is going to go, but... We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about it. Deshaun Watson did not look great. The defense was dominant. And it all adds up to a 24-3 Browns victory. Welcome into the LOTL uh, Browns postgame show, week one edition versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, as I said, hi, I'm Dan. Here solo, um, you can follow the show at the LOTL podcast, and uh, we're going to get into everything that happened. Um, what a day. Like I said, wasn't pretty at times, especially on offense. The passing game was rough, but, uh, you know, I think a lot of that had to do with the weather. Um, don't really want to make excuses. I'm certainly not going to make excuses for Deshaun Watson, uh, but uh, the weather definitely played a part. He did not play well. Uh, Joe Burrow played even worse. Uh, I cannot remember seeing Joe Burrow play a worse game in the NFL. Uh, the Browns just absolutely have his number. They are 5-1 and one now against Joe Burrow. They are 9-2 and two against the Bengals in the last 11 games. And uh, we're 1-0, baby. Two years in a row. The Browns have won the season opener last year at Carolina, this year at home, and uh, I think we can officially put to bed the season opener jinx. That is over and done with, thank God. Um, and the Browns, you know, not going to get too ahead of ourselves because we still got to talk about tonight's game, but the Browns have a chance to really put themselves in a great position Early on in the season, uh, with the game next month, not tomorrow, but next Monday night uh, at Pittsburgh. So, uh, yeah, I uh, hope you guys had a great time watching the game. I'm sure a lot of you were down at the Muni lot. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you were actually at the game. Uh, I did not partake in either. I was going to go down to the Muni lot, but decided to uh, just kind of watch the game with my family. So, um, that was fun. Uh, definitely had a good time doing that. Uh, but I uh, hope everybody was safe down there. Um, 
you know, safe getting home, uh, all that good stuff. But uh, let's kind of get into it. Um, I mean, what can you say? As far as the Browns go, uh, just kind of going over the stats here. Deshaun Watson, 16 of 29 for 154 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He also rushed for 45 yards and a touchdown, which uh, the touchdown run I thought was a big turning point in the game. Um, and uh, that was right before the half. And a gutsy call, I thought. Because uh, we had no timeouts left. And if Deshaun gets tackled in bounce there uh, before scoring, you kind of are in a very precarious situation because, you know, I think there was I think there was 20 seconds or just under 20 seconds left in the half. And if he gets tackled there, um, you're risking not scoring at all. Uh, before the half end so to be able to get up two scores before halftime was really big because the offense was uh sputtering big time could get nothing going in the passing game uh like I said the weather played a part in it but I think also Deshaun um and he admitted so after the game he uh felt like he didn't have his footwork um and uh, he was gripping the ball way too hard uh, you know, trying to overcompensate for uh, the elements. But, uh, um, yeah, uh, he's not really used to play. You know, what's funny is even going back to last year and then a couple seasons ago when he came in uh, when he was a member of the Texans, I don't think Deshaun has really played a good weather game in Cleveland Brown Stadium, formerly First Energy Stadium. Because you think back, you think back to last year, uh, we had the New Orleans game, which was played in like negative 20 degree wind chill. Uh, the game against Baltimore, which we actually won, those were not great weather conditions. I'm trying to think what the other home game was that he played. I think he played three home games last year in the six. Can't remember the other one. But anyway, the, the or there was also the. Um, in 2020, uh, during the COVID year, uh, that was like a monsoon. If you remember correctly, we had three home games in a row that year, and the weather was crap for at least two of them. I know the Eagles game, the weather was horrible, and then the Houston game, the weather was just garbage. So, uh, yeah, I really want Deshaun to see Deshaun <laughs> in good weather. Um, build, <clears throat> build the dome, please. I'm so sick and tired of the weather conditions. I get it, old school, yo, it's football weather. No, sorry, I don't want to see that anymore. Weather is supposed to even the playing field and give the advantage to the less talented team. Guess what, Browns fans? I know we usually have a crap team. We have, in most of the games we play this season, we are going to have the more talented roster. The Browns have a top five roster in terms of talent. And these stupid weather games that compromise that talent advantage is really starting to piss me off. So, City of Cleveland... Or name your suburb of Cleveland and the Haslam family. Let's make a deal. Let's get it going. Get the cranes up. Get the, you know, let's get the framing going. Let's get a new stadium built, please, with a roof. Please. 
please. But uh, that's a few years down the road, obviously. Even if they were to start construction today, we're not playing in a new stadium in at least three to four years. So, But let's get that going. Now, back to the game. The Browns. Nick Chubb. Typical Nick Chubb day. Uh, he had 18 carries for 106 yards, 5.9 average. Uh, we actually ran the ball a lot. Jerome Ford, 15 carries uh, for 36 yards. He, obviously, he had the fumble uh, early on, which was unfortunate. Um, you know, he's a young player. He missed the entire preseason with that hamstring injury. Uh, but you can't, you just can't do that. So, luckily, it didn't really end up costing us in the end. So, uh, you know, I guess no harm, no foul. But uh, that cannot become a, a habit. So, uh, Cousin Jerome, uh, he got the ball a lot, which was nice to see. You know, the passing game, obviously, like we talked about Watson, uh, not good. Uh, we couldn't really push the ball down the field. Deshaun tried a couple times for some long balls to Marquise Goodwin. It was great to see Marquise Goodwin out there um, getting back from his blood clot situation, which was scary. But uh, it was great to see him out there. And, you know, Deshaun, I know one of the times he was he was about to get drilled as he was releasing the ball. So, you know, I'm not going to really fault him for that. And, uh, you know, the the other time he just, he just flat out underthrew it. But... Um, that's something you would like to see them connect on. Hopefully, as we play in games where the weather is great, um, or at least better, at least not raining. Um, it's so crazy, too, because, you know, we were looking at the radar, and the only speck of green on the radar for rain was essentially right above downtown for the majority of the game. It did not rain in Strongsville, where I was watching the game, uh, at least during the game. Uh, so it was really weird to see that. It, it was almost like Mother Nature was trying to make a point or something. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, so just kind of going through the receiving numbers. Elijah Moore, three catches for 43 yards. Um, I would like to see them get him more involved, obviously, on, on uh, days where we're going to throw the ball more. I think in... Normal situations, you're probably going to see Deshaun throw the ball about 40, around 40 times a game. He threw it 29 times a game. Uh, not much in the second half, only when we kind of needed to. Mari Cooper, three catches for 37 yards. Uh, Deshaun missed him on a deeper, um, uh, on a deeper play uh, in, I believe, it was in the first half. David Njoku, two catches, 24 yards. We got to get him more involved. I like Nick Chubb getting four catches. Uh, one of the storylines that was talked about in preseason was getting Nick Chubb more involved in the passing game and uh, four catches. Uh, obviously, we'd like to see it for more than 21 yards, but, uh, um, but you know, that was good to see. Donovan Peoples-Jones, one catch for 12 yards. He was only targeted twice, so not sh quite sure what's going on there. David Bell, well, I don't know why. I, listen, I'm sure he's a great kid. I don't know why he's being – he's – on the field, you know, he had one target thrown his way wide open and he just flat out dropped it. Um, so, you know, the passing game needs a lot of work. Now, let's kind of go to the, the, the part that I really wanted to highlight because obviously, you know, we're going to talk about Deshaun all season. Uh, 
And if this defense plays like they did today, uh, the Browns are going to win the division, folks. The Bengals didn't sniff the end zone today. You know, everybody's, oh, he's the next Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's a top three quarterback. It's, you know, it's Mahomes and it's Burrow and, you know, maybe Josh Allen. It's Burrow. Burrow's so great. Yeah, get out of here. Joe Burrow threw for 80 yards. Not in the first quarter. Not in the first half. The whole game. 80 yards. 80. Zero. Eight zero. Burrow was 14 of 31, 82 yards, 2.6 yards per attempt. Just a pathetic show. And then I see Bengals fans uh, pointing out how Deshaun Watson didn't look good. Buddy, worry about your own quarterback because he was brutal. Deshaun was bad. Joe Burrow was worse. Worse. A lot worse. The Bengals didn't sniff the end zone. They only got three points because of a uh, long P.I. on Denzel Ward on Jamar Chase. That's another guy. He was chirping again even after the loss. They got their asses kicked, and he was awful along with his quarterback. And he's still calling the Browns the Elves. Cleveland is Cleveland, all right, buddy. Uh, you and Juju Smith-Schuster should, uh, should swap stories. Uh, after this one because, you know, Browns is the Browns from Juju and now uh, Jamar Chase with Cleveland is Cleveland. You uh, two and uh, Joe Kim Noah uh, can just go on and have dinner together at a great little uh, Cleveland restaurant and talk about how y'all got your asses kicked by the Browns when you open your stupid mouth. And then he's opening his mouth after the game by saying, by still calling the Browns the elves. Don't come at the elf, buddy. All right, because you're going to get burned, and you got burned today. And quite frankly, Jamar, you've had your worst games of your career against the Cleveland Browns. How about you maybe catch a couple passes before you you know you start talking about the Browns? I mean, it's just hilarious, man. The Bengals. I'm sorry. I've been ta- I've been saying it. I've been. Ta- I was very confident going into today's game. Said it in the prediction. I said we were going to win today. And it came to fruition. The Browns won. Now, I thought we were going to win because Deshaun was going to play better. But let me tell you what, man. This defense, I cannot give enough game balls to to, uh, Jim Schwartz. Somebody find Joe Woods and have him prosecuted for the way that he ran this defense the last couple years. Yeah, did we make some additions on the defensive line that probably helped in uh, how the the team performed uh, today? Sure. Dalvin Tomlinson, obviously Zadarius Smith. I thought Zadarius Smith set the tone from the opening snap, uh, getting to Burrow untouched and forcing uh, a fluttering pass uh, to no man's land. That kind of set the tone. I know Miles talked about that in his postgame um, uh, media availability, that Zadarius kind of set the tone from the onset. Um, this defense, man, if this is what we're going to get all season – The Browns are going to win 12 games, and they're going to win the AFC North, ladies and gentlemen. This is a team that they were playing 
that went to the Super Bowl two years ago, went to the AFC Championship game two years ago. Everybody is picking them to face off against the Chiefs once again in January in Arrowhead for a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and the Browns essentially shut them out. They did get the field goal, but the Browns essentially shut them out. Miles Garrett was awesome today. You know, I we've much maligned. Obviously, we know Miles Garrett is a top, 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 top tier talent. He's building a Hall of Fame resume as a pass rusher. The one thing with Miles that we've kind of, you know, been asking is for him to make more plays with the game on the line. Miles Garrett shut the door with his sack of Joe Burrow in the fourth quarter where he just blew through a double team and got to Burrow and brought him down and ended the game, essentially. That is what we want to see, and those are the types of plays that are going to win Miles Garrett Defensive Player of the Year this year if he continues to make them. You know, he had, I believe, 16 and a half sacks last year. You can probably count on one hand the amount of sacks that came in the second half of games last year. But it's plays like that in the fourth quarter that are going to put him in the conversation for defensive player of the year this year. I think this is going to be the year. I think this is going to be the year that Miles does it. I think he finally has a compliment on the other side of him. Did Jadevian Clowney over the last two years flash a couple times? Sure. You couldn't count on Jadevian Clowney. And, you know, obviously we heard about the things going on where he didn't want to go in on third down and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And um, him and Miles kind of had a dust up in the media. Um, but Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith are the best pass rush duo in the league. And you throw in Obo Okoronkwo, who had a sack today. You throw in Dalvin Tomlinson, the late training camp edition of Shelby Harris. Uh, Jordan Elliott actually got the start today. The Browns are going to win games because of their defensive front. And that's not a bad thing because there have been several teams in the recent past who have ridden dominant defensive lines to Super Bowl runs. The Giants did it. Uh, the Eagles did it. The Eagles did it. La the Eagles last year rode a defensive line. Obviously, Jalen Hurts was amazing. But the, the Eagles rode their defensive line of four guys having 10-plus sacks to a Super Bowl appearance and almost winning a Super Bowl. The defensive line for the Browns was absolutely dominant today. Joe Mixon couldn't get going. Obviously, Joe Burrow was under duress uh, for most of the day. Once we got past the first quarter, the Bengals weren't calling pass plays. That were more than three-step drops for Burrow because they knew that they couldn't hold up and uh, they didn't want to get Joe Burrow killed. Uh, Joe Mixon, 13 carries, 56 yards, 4.3 yards per carry. Not bad, uh, but didn't really have anything uh, game-breaking-wise. Jamar Chase, five catches, 39 yards. Boy, you sure did a lot of hooting and hollering before this game, and you didn't really back it up. 
Five catches for 39 yards. Oh, by the way, T. Higgins, he was targeted eight times. Eight. He did not have a single catch. Uh, so, you know, I, I I talked about the defensive line. This secondary as well, man. You know, we talked a lot last year about why the Browns were playing so much zone uh, when they had cornerbacks with the capabilities of playing man, press man, and uh, just kind of locking up their own guys. You know, mano y mano, matchup, matchup, and just lock their guys up. Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, and MJ Emerson were spectacular today. Absolutely spectacular. And Joe Burrow named them off by name in his postgame press conference talking about how good the Browns' corners are. And they were absolutely fantastic today. I cannot say enough of the job that the Browns' DBs did. It was an amazing thing to see. Um... And hopefully, like I said, man, if this defense can play like this, this is this was supposed to be one of the best offenses that we were going to play all season. And again, we can talk about the weather. It obviously messed with both quarterbacks. It messed with both offenses. But usually in bad weather, it's the defenders who are at a disadvantage when it comes to bad weather and slipping and you know, bad footing and bad, you know, field conditions because it's wet and, you know, or later in the season when there's snow. Um, but I'll tell you what, man, the Browns secondary had the Bengals receivers in their back pockets the entire game. There was not one time where a Bengals receiver broke free in the open. Every time they were, every time they were actually able to catch the ball, there was a Browns corner or a safety right there. I mean, speaking of safeties, Grant Delpit might have played his best game as a Cleveland Brown today. He was locking up T. Higgins by himself on a couple plays. He had the great pass breakup of T. Higgins on the deep route there. I believe that was in the third quarter. I could be wrong on that, but... Man... I think if the biggest takeaway from today for me is that this Browns defense is for real and it has a real chance of being a top five defense. Last year, they were an absolute sieve. They were busting coverages in the back end. They couldn't stop the run up front. This defense is for real, man, and they've and they've got a coordinator who is not afraid of anything. Speaking of coordinators, I don't know if you guys saw this on social media, uh, but uh, former defensive coordinator Greg Williams was uh, in the Muni lot and, and tailgating uh, with the fans. Apparently, Greg Williams is a Cleveland resident now. Uh, now that he's not coaching anymore, he decided to kind of set up shop in Cleveland. Which is really cool. It was really cool to see the pictures and the videos. I know uh, he was on the uh, set of uh, Big Play uh, with Matt Fontana, Mike Borman, and all those guys uh, over there at Big Play, and uh, he got he got the crowd and them to uh, 
to do a breakdown uh, where, where he said, on three, clap. Everybody say, come get some, bitch. <laughs> One, two, three, everybody clapped, and they said, come get some, bitch. That was hilarious. Oh, it just took me back to the Hard Knocks days of uh, the 2018 season. That was really cool to see. That was fun. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I was, I was thrilled at how well the defense played. Miles Garrett was, was awesome. Zaria Smith played really well. Uh, you know, just shouting, I mean, uh, shout out all of our corners, Denzel, Greg Newsom, MJ Emerson, uh, Grant Delpit played really well. Rodney McLeod stepped up with one. I mean, I mean, imagine this. How good this defense played, and we were without our Super Bowl winning free agent signing safety, Juan Thornhill, today. Imagine when he gets back. This defense is legit. They're going to have to play and do this a few more times before I, you know, we start throwing the word elite around. But just off of today, and again, they were not playing scrubs. This is the team that has gone to the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship game two straight times and has everybody's uh, next Tom Brady in Joe Burrow as their quarterback. Joe Burrow threw for 80 yards. This guy just signed the richest contract in NFL history. And they pulled him in the fourth quarter because the game was out of reach at that point. I can't say enough about the defense. I just can't. They were amazing. I also got a shout out to special teams. I thought Pajorquez punted the crap out of the ball today. He was awesome. And how about it, ladies and gentlemen? We've got a field goal kicker that made all of his extra points and made all of his field goals. How about it? Fantastic. There's really nothing. There's really nothing to get down about with this game. I mean, the only thing is Deshaun Watson didn't play particularly well. And I'm not going to make excuses for the for the weather, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because of the weather. I'm excited to see him go into Pittsburgh next Monday night. And by the way, they got smashed. You know, everybody was crowning them after having what everybody considered to be a perfect preseason. Oh, what the hell happened? Oh, they actually played a real game against a real opponent, and they got their asses kicked? Oh, Kenny Pickett threw two interceptions. Oh, gee. Color me not surprised. He's not good. Browns defense did what they did today against Joe Burrow. What are we going to do against Kenny Pickett? Oh, I can't wait for that game now. With seeing how good our defense played, I cannot wait. Also, another thing, the Browns did this. The Browns beat the Bengals 24-3 while losing the turnover battle. We did not turn the Bengals over once. And we had our fumble. And we still beat them by three touchdowns. 12-5 AFC North Division champions. Standing by it. There's nothing that happened today that takes me off of that prediction. 
And watching how that defense played, I'm, I'm going to continue to go back to it. Watching how that defense played, the Browns are going to have a chance to win every single game on their schedule. Obviously, they're not going to. I'm not. I'm not even suggesting. I'm just saying, there's not going. You know, in in Brown in seasons past, obviously when we've had lesser talent and lesser ability, there are games on the schedule even before the season that you look at and you're like, oh, yeah, there's no chance we're winning that, and that that would always come come in come to fruition. That's not this year. This team. This team can win any game on their schedule. Obviously, they're not. They're going to lose a handful of games. I have them losing a handful of games. I have them losing five, 12 and five. But, man, if the Browns can go into Pittsburgh and win next Monday night, oh, man. Oh, my goodness. This city is going to be on fire. So I'm going to give my game balls to uh, Jim Schwartz and you know I'm going to give it to, I'm going to also give it to Dustin Hopkins made all of his kicks so those are my two game balls um, listen for me if we're not you noticed I have not brought up the name Kevin Stefanski once for me. If I'm if I'm not mentioning Stefanski, that's a good thing. I didn't think I didn't think Stefanski did anything bad today. I thought he was fine. Um, you know, I, I I liked how they kind of adjusted uh, when um, you know the game kind of went on because they did come out trying to throw the ball. You know, that's that's our mo. Uh, you know, throw to get the lead, run to close the game. That's that was the Browns. Uh, that was the Browns' mo in 2020 when Stefanski won Coach of the Year. They got out there. You know, the weather wasn't great. They adjusted. They went more to the running game in the second half. Even with Deshaun, Deshaun had some runs in the, in, in there that that kind of helped us, uh, kind of put the game away. Uh, but we ran the ball. We we threw the ball 29 times. We ran it. About, uh, let's see. We threw it 29 times. We ran it 40. So that's a for me. That's a great ratio. Obviously, I think that's probably going to flip in games with, you know, normal weather and no no bad weather conditions. I think you're probably going to see Deshaun throw it about 40 times, and you know, us run it about 30 with Chubb getting about 18. Um, you know. Jerome Ford getting six to eight carries and then, you know, Deshaun with some design runs or scrambles when the pocket, um, you know, when the, when the pocket collapses a little bit. So, uh, I thought overall, I think I'm going, I'm going to give this game an A minus overall. The only reason why this is not an A or an A plus is because Deshaun struggled a decent amount today. Um, but hopefully he bounces back next week. We could get another win, start 2-0 in the division, and then it's off to the races, everybody, because this team, if if we can get through this first stretch, 3-1 and one going into the bye, and then obviously if you're 3-1 and one in the bye week, you've got San Francisco at home who looked really good, smacking the Steelers around. Um, yeah, 
I think I think we're we're going to be in a really good spot, but the key is to beat Pittsburgh next Monday night. So, loved what I saw today. Hope you did as well. Thanks for listening. I'm kind of here by myself, so I'm probably going to end things here. Browns win 24 to 3. They go to 1 and 0 on the season, 1 and 0 in the division. Uh, happy Victory Monday to everybody tomorrow. You might be listening to this on Monday. So happy Victory Monday. And uh, hopefully we've got a lot more of those coming up this season. And uh, we'll be back with you this week for an episode of LOTL, episode 271. So thanks for listening. Go Browns. You can follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. You can follow me on social media at Daniel J. Ford. And uh, for me, for Steve, who's over in Africa, uh, we'll see you guys. Go Browns. Bye.